Yeah, it's 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 top quality bottom shelf swag, I guess. I'm not entirely sure that I did not die about five years ago, and I'm in heaven. Uh, I know. You, you have to speak. You can't just shake your head. It's a, it's an audio show. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It's a very oniony kind of film. The computers blow up. I slowly melt like yeah, the glasses. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that two years into a five-year mission of exploration turned around and came back home because the movies in the Outer Rim suck. I'm Eric Warner. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver. How are we doing tonight, sir? Oh, oh good. That was a good one. I like that. <laughs> it is another uh, Monday episode. Um, if uh, yep. <laughs> you guys haven't caught the drift yet, Monday episodes tend to be a little less... Funny, but it's because we're so yeah. tired because it's Monday and Mondays suck. But we're gonna really try and amp it up, and uh, sometimes that's the only thing we can do. It's a Monday. It's the only. It's our last ditch effort to record for a week, and yeah. that's just the way it goes on the off weeks. We gotta re- record on a Monday. I don't know about you, but I, I that's always no, not Monday. Please God, and then like oh, that's the only day it's gonna work this week. Yeah, but it's better than nothing. At least you got an episode. Yeah, that's right. It's better than nothing, and uh, we still give you quality quality podcasting in my opinion mm. so at least for the price that you pay <laughs> for the price you pay you are getting top quality stuff here <laughs> um, i mean gummy gummy bears and puffs and all you know uh, what's your uh, flavor of choice tonight oh actually uh, it ties in with the with the podcast um obviously the listeners can't see it but i'm gonna hold up the little gummy bear packet it's um it's Oh, Captain America Civil. Did you go see it? Uh, no, I did not, but I have the gummies. Oh, the gummy candies. Oh, that really yeah. so ties that's in. There. I'm, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's movie candy. <laughs> yeah. For me over yeah, here I mean, this and, evening, it's just, uh, rich and rare Canadian whiskey. And I guarantee you, there is absolutely nothing rich or rare about this whiskey. <laughs> falsification of, uh, advertising, if I've ever seen it. It should be, uh, Poor and common should be the name of this whiskey. Yes, <laughs> my God. And I'm drink. I'm drinking some Grand McNish Mead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the McNish. Uh, oh yeah, just love the McNish. Pour me another. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pour me what I mean is I, I buy that one every other week. Would just be like, oh, I think I kind of like it. Then you drink it, you're like, eh. Yeah, eh. It's, it's not Clan McGregor, but yeah. it'll do. <laughs> it's a break from my regular stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's not oh, poor yeah. and common, but it's it's grand. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 top quality bottom shelf swag, I guess. Yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. All right, enough of that crap. Let's get into mm. uh, talking about movies. Are you ready? So <sighs> I'm ready. Okay, let's kick off this show as we always do with the roulette, where we force each other to watch movies in uh, hopes of finding the gems and avoiding the grenades. And it's my turn to go first this week. And it was Holidays up against Skyline, right? Yes, okay. Yes. Holidays. I didn't bring the thing up. This was a bunch of short films, supposedly horror. Uh, one mm-hmm. of those... Yeah, wow. It's Monday. Welcome to Monday. Uh, what yeah. Anthology films. There you go. Yes. But is it an anthology because there is no wraparound? Or is it just a collection of shorts? No, is there a I, I, there? I would consider it, yeah, I think it's an anthology. Because okay. there's, there's different anthologies that don't have wraparound stories. It's just, it, they just go for it. Okay. So, 
And this one is all about, obviously, the holidays. Each different uh, short film, which I think there's eight of them, they're all set on a different holiday. So you got Valentine's Day and uh, whatever. Uh, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Excuse me. Um, And I I was watching, and at about the sixth one, I was like, well, they're six for six with me. I texted you and was like, yeah, you can go ahead and watch this one. Uh We're going to want (laughs) to chat this one up on the show, so uh, go ahead and feel free to press play. I did finish it up then. And I, this is an easy thumbs up. Uh, it was very, very watchable. It was very fun, especially because all the shorts were short. And, uh, like I said, not quite horror, even though I guess technically they might be. Uh, but it was more like starter ideas for a film that you are not seeing, which was also totally fine. I was not horrified or terrified or none of them really scared me all that much. It was just sort of like, here's a crazy idea. And the, and one of the reasons that I wanted you to watch it before this episode was because I can't tell you anything about any of the episodes because it will spoil it. They're all so short that yeah. if I try and if I even tell you the plot, it will ruin every any of the shorts. I was like, I can't say anything about this one. I didn't even want to tell you what my favorite one was. Now that we've both watched it, though, uh, yes. I'll come clean that my favorite one is Father's Day. Oh, uh, easily. Easily. I'm surprised that that one was, was yours as well. But oh, it, that was great. That it, was the scariest one of the bunch, too, by the way. Yeah, kind of. It, it, it built the tension through the writing. Mm-hmm. It, the writing was the best on that one because, actually, I mean, nothing really happens in that one until the last 30 seconds. Oh, but that last 30 seconds is like, yeah, there we go. But the way they built that one up, oh, you did catch Very your well stepping over the uh, line of salt. Oh, okay. yes. Just wanted to make sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one was yep. fantastic. The others were all quite good as well. Um, you know, Kevin Smith was probably my least favorite, and his was still enjoyable, but I, I, the girls... I might agree with you. I, I didn't love that one at all, but but it, especially the first half of it, I was like, oh, God. That was the follow-up to Father's Day, was it not? That was the next one? Yes, yeah. and that did not help that it was right after Father's Day. I'm like, oh, man, because it's like... Uh, the girls aren't that, they're not acting that good. It felt forced. No, the payoff was good. I payoff, I had a, I had a nice big old grin on my face, but, uh, it was. It got really well, funny. Obviously played, yeah, but it, yeah, it, it should have been more like comedy second. than anything. It should have been second. That would have been yes. a better position for it. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it still, it still wouldn't have been my favorite out did, of the bunch, but. Did you like the Seth Green one? With the um, uh, 3D glasses or with yeah, the, the I'm virtual? I don't remember how that ended. I did. I did enjoy it. I, I enjoy Seth Green anytime he's on. That was it. Was good. I yeah. I liked all of them. I really did. But none of them were really scary. The first one was very creepy in a uh, predator sort of way. And I mean predator, yeah. not as in uh, you're one ugly motherfucker. I mean predator is yeah. a sexual predator with a yeah. coach and a swim team. Uh, and that didn't work out so hot. But uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but no. even from that very first one, I was like, okay, that was interesting, and I'm glad it was short, because, I, you know, they, they don't overstay their welcome with each of these ideas. No, no. And you hit the nail on the head with, with these truly feel like, almost like, here's a director that I'm going to make a 10-minute short, and uh, this is going to be a pitch for an actual full-length movie. And that's what these all felt like is pitches for big movies, because almost all the stories, save for Kevin Smith's, uh, that one there plays as kind of a one-off type of waka waka type of thing but most of the other ones i'm like that could have been built on to have like a even maybe not a full-length movie but even like a half hour long 
like an anthology type thing, like a creep show, uh, where there's like three short stories and each one's like around 25, 30 minutes. I, but even with Smith's Waka Waka entry, I still feel like all eight of these were, um, better ideas for full length movies than probably the last half a dozen horror movies I've watched on Netflix oh. was like, yes. what? The, oh, these are yes. all way better ideas that could have been fleshed out into a fuller, uh, length. Uh, so, it's, so that was kind of frustrating because it's like, what the hell, man? Use these ideas. Do do yeah. more with this concept. Oh, the one, the one with the the uh, the Wicker Man type cult. I'm like, oh, that needed to be longer. Like the, the snake, the snake. You mean? Yes, that was yes. so funny. I I really liked that one. It was a Wicker Man yes. culty kind of thing going on, but it was really dark up until that thing. The last. Till that moment, you know which moment I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, and I was yes. like, I, I really was hoping that that would be funny. And oh my God, was it funny. I liked yeah. I liked the way that thing looked because it was so stupid. But eh, anyway, that the way yeah. they built that, that even that stupid one was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I echo all of your sentiments. I mean, it's not the greatest anthology ever by no. a, a long stretch, but it was a fun. I was never bored. Never bored. And... Uh, I will say this. I saw that the runtime was like an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, okay, so, you know, there's a bunch of shorts in here. Uh, but then the movie ends at like 90 minutes. I'm like, there's almost 10 minutes of end credits. And I mean, there, it's like slowly going up the screen and like each short gets their own set of end credits. And 10 minutes is a long time for end credits. I mean, that's uh, eight short films of people that were involved in boom miking and everything. That's not. Terribly unheard of, but yeah. I you, you watched all the end credits. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I, credits done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that was a, that was a fun movie. Okay, uh, Skyline. Okay. Oh boy. Oh. Um, um, okay. No. Oh. Uh, so documentary Skyline. Let me just pull this up. Oh, what do you do while I'm talking? I you should trust. Oh, be uh, well, the, for, especially for something like this, I was I was fully wanting to chime in on holidays because I saw that too. Yeah. Okay, Skyline. I'm on IMDb here. Hour and 14 minute long documentary uh, about the concept of an elevator to space. And um, yeah, not so much on this one. Uh, it's a great premise. And then you watch it, and no, no, it's a lot of talking heads, and it almost ends like, we're desperate, we need money to do this, and we're just getting little bits of money here and there, and you should, I'm so curious what you think of it, because it's just a bunch of nerds that... Oh, I'm going to keep it in the queue. I'm still going to watch this. There's so many talking heads, and they just make wrong decisions, and by the end, it's like... Oh, and it's the main guy is driving around in his car that's falling apart. And it's just like, it's kind of depressing because it's like, this will probably, if this is the crew that's doing it, this is not going to happen in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, it, do um, you remember that? I'm trying to remember now. Now, now I can't, I'm still questioning if it was a real documentary or not. The one where they were finding the shapes in the cornfield and build, building that machine. Do you remember that thing? Oh, yeah. Well, yes, that was, that a, was cool. That was a doc, right? Oh man, that was I watched that about a year ago. That was that was good. Yeah, it was great. We both loved it, but that was a doc at the end of the day, right? That wasn't a fake doc. Ooh, boy, I forget. Uh, we talked about it on I our think, show. I think it was real. I do think it was real. He was milling that stuff out uh, to make that machine. Anyway, I yeah. was hoping for that kind of thing with the skyline. It wasn't that. 
I mean, you there have was to speak. precious. You can't just shake your head. It's yeah. It's an audio there, show. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was precious little of actual like uh, CGI renderings of what this thing would be like, and there's some, and that's cool because it looks awesome. But then we get back into, and then you know, in 2008, the bubble burst, and we lost all of our money, and we started from scratch, and my car is falling apart. That I'm, I'm talking to kids in a high school trying to sell this thing. <laughs> well, and, it's it's too short for me to pass up. I, I have to at least give it a yeah, shot. Yeah, you should check it out. And and I would love if this would actually come to pass. But and I want to believe in something like this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I just you. Sh- I'm curious what you thought. What your thoughts would be, especially with the people behind it. Some of them are they just they have a cool idea, but. Yeah, they're okay. they're characters, is what you're saying? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. So okay, uh, um, yeah. You ready to move on to the next round? Yeah, it was a harmless watch, but uh, I was not blown away. Not like a must see. Yeah. So okay. okay. Um, let me sell mine first. Here we have. They're watching the squabbling crew of an American TV show ends up on the wrong end of a witch hunt when they start shooting in a remote European village. And this is kind of a comedy horror, I think, maybe? This one is the most unvetted of the things that I threw on there this week. So take that with a grain. Uh, Next, I'm throwing the invitation back up there. We've discussed this one before. Logan Marshall Green. Man goes to a dinner party hosted by ex-wife, unsettling fair that reopens old wounds, creates new... Maybe it's something, maybe it's not. We've talked about it before. And lastly... Uh, Whitey, the United States of America versus James J. Bulger. This is a documentary. Acclaimed documentarian Joe Berlinger lays bare the real story of South Boston crime boss James Whitey Bulger, including his sensational 2013 trial. Thought that was really cool, and good chance I will be watching that very soon. Uh, okay. Okay. Over to you. Um... On my end, I'm throwing your way uh, The Wave, which is a Norwegian movie. came out in 2015. Uh, although anticipated, no one is really ready when the mountain pass over a scenic, narrow Norwegian fjord collapses and creates an 85-meter-high violent tsunami. Uh, and a geologist is one of those caught in the middle of it. And supposedly it's a very fact-based, like, this is actually how it would really be. This is not a raw and emmerich, the world blows up type of affair. So that looks really, really good. I have heard nothing but really good things about that movie. Me too. Uh, and I was going to throw it at you this week, and you beat me to the punch on our <laughs> communications. Yeah. Um, okay, next up, and I am on, I'm on IMDb here, so... Okay. And next up is a 2011 movie called Snow on the on the T H A, Snow on the Bluff, and this is a crime drama. Uh, I don't know why this just sounds really good. Story of an Atlanta robber, boy, and crack dealer Curtis Snow, who stole a camera from some college kids in a dope deal and made a documentary about his life. And um, it sounds to me, it sounds really good, and it got really good reviews. I did a little research, and it gets pretty high marks. And then the last movie is a documentary called Terror. And this one here is uh, from 2015. Uh, hour and 24 minutes. It's a first documentary to take filmmakers on the ground during an active FBI counterterrorism sting operation through the perspective of uh, Sharif, a 63-year-old 
Uh, black revolutionary turned informant viewers get an unfettered glimpse of the government's counterterrorism tactics and the murky justifications behind them. Taught, stark, and controversial. So there you go. Uh, okay, I. Hmm. Snow on the bluff. Uh, snow up. Is it on or of? Of the snow bluff. of of yeah, the yeah. bluff. That's an actual documentary. I think kind of like a found footagey type of thing. So not real Maybe. documentary. It's just I don't know. Okay. It, I mean, yeah. The way I interpreted that was a found footagey type thing, not documentary. But, um, I'm not. Eh, that might be something, but that eh, I'll wait. Wait for you to dive on that one. Terror mm-hmm. though, I I didn't click on that one because of the stupid way that they uh, do their uh, title. Like, when I saw it yeah. pop up, I was like, whatever, this has shit Netflix horror movie written all over it. I didn't even look w- what it was, because it's yeah. parentheses, T, parentheses, er- I know. error. <laughs> I was like, blah. Uh, but since you threw it on there, I had to investigate it, and was like, oh, it's a documentary, and what it's about. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool, and that's really tempting, but... I need the kick in the pants to watch The Wave because I really want one of us to watch that movie and it, the only hesitation I have is because it's sub, probably going to be subtitled. Actually, there's a dubbed dubbed English version as well on Netflix that you could watch if you want. Well, I'm going to take Which The is... Wave either way. Okay. And right. uh, we'll report back. We'll see how that is. Okay. And um, this is fairly easy for me. Uh, the, the first one... And that's too much of a risk, especially <laughs> after Skyline. And I just got done watching a documentary. So I am going to jump on The Invitation because I did hear good things about that. It's getting some pretty positive buzz. So I'll I'll jump on that one. Okay. Yeah, the, they're watching. That's prime Eugene real estate horror comedy. That's like, it is. You, you watch this crap and tell me if it's something. Otherwise, yeah, eh. is it something? Yeah. <laughs> Which that would be no, choice number two. But I'm like, yeah, The Invitation, I... I I'm intrigued by that one. I want to check that one out. Cool. I look forward to hearing your review because that, that's one of those where I'll wait to hear what Eugene has to say about it. And he's so bereft of horror movies that he'll watch all of them and he'll let me know. Yes, that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else for the roulette? Uh, nope. That should do it. Okay. I'm really hoping after uh, after the very meh skyline that uh that i'm i'm gonna be back into the business of something somewhat decent for a roulette oh i i anticipate next week it'll be oh here's a slickly shot hd hipster bullshit blah 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 blah. yeah yeah. (laughs) probably we shall see we shall see yep uh okay uh let's move on to the rabbit trail and I want to keep it a little light on the rabbit trail tonight because I got a lot of uh, recently watched shit that I want to go over, and I'm sure you do too. Okay. Yep. Um, the only thing I really wanted to talk about, I wanted to point out, a uh, buddy sent me a message on Facebook. He, he does this. He, he just sends me links to shit and says, hey, this might be good fodder for the uh, podcast. And I really appreciate it. Some of the stuff's very fascinating. He uh, comes across some interesting stuff. And one of the things he came across was a website called Cinesift.com. I'm going to spell that. That's C-I-N-E-S-I-F-T dot com. I want you to write that down wherever you make a note okay. so that you don't forget because, you know, this is movie freak. This is the, the drunky pod. Um, yeah. Not your hungover <laughs> pod. You'll forget tomorrow. Um, yeah. And don't immediately give up on this website because I 
checked it out a couple of times and I was like, eh, whatever. But then I started really fiddling around with it today. This is pretty damn sweet. And I need you to kind of learn to mess with this because, um, it's important for the roulette. Let's put it that way. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. When you go to it, it has a, uh, it's a very simple website that's just kind of listing movies that are available online or on, you know, Amazon or Netflix or whatever. You click the advanced options, drop that menu down, and you can change, okay, I just want on Netflix only, switch that on. Um, I want from 1960 to current, that's it. And then I want you to organize everything by IMDB user reviews. And then I'm just going to look through the movies that are on there. Or you want it to list by RT, uh, Rotten Tomatoes critic reviews, or Rotten Tomatoes user reviews, or whatever. Take your pick. You can also uh, opt in for the genre. So you're like, I'm looking for, I want a horror movie between 19, 1970. That's in the that decade. You can set that option in and see what's on Netflix. So it oh, was. Oh, this is this is nice. I'm on it right now. Yeah, that's cool. I really fiddle with the, with those uh, parameters. You know what I'm saying? Like once you start really starting making some changes, I added a half dozen things to my queue today because I was like, I had no idea that was on Netflix. I don't know what it is, but it sounds awesome and it's got good reviews from legit, you know, kind of sources. So. That was a no kidding. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. So, may I ask what some of the stuff was that that you added? Uh, it was only a few things today because I only messed with it for a little bit. I was so busy today with work and kids and and whatnot. Okay. But it, it was uh documentary stuff, and I didn't even click on the documentary subgenre thing. I just was like, uh, what was it? It was RT user reviews from 1960 through 2016 and then i was like okay search what is that what you know let's see what that looks like and i was like oh wow i never heard of that never heard of that add 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 that's the way it goes you know usually i use um instantwatcher.com that's how i keep up with the very currently added stuff to netflix it's a very good site yeah. it's very helpful it has some similar kind of search engines but this is just another one of the twisty ways to try and find the hidden gems on netflix because they are they, I don't, do I say they're bad at promoting the stuff that they already have on there? Or do I say that the, it just is hard to bring everything to the forefront or maybe there's... Maybe both. Yeah. They're, Cause it is seriously like there's some movies that I'm like, Oh, that's on Netflix and it's probably been on for a little while, but it's just hard to find. Yeah. Cause right when I went to this Cinesift, it was like Godfather, Godfather two available on Amazon. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Pulp fiction. Oh, great. That's, a, Oh, that's a movie I should watch. No way. Like, is this just for yeah. the normal people? Uh, until I started really setting some of those parameters, uh, making it tighter. And then I was like, oh, damn, this, I had no idea that this was on Netflix. So I wanted to bring that to your attention because I wanted you to add that for your, uh, when we're digging around on the roulette. I don't know exactly how you, uh, search on stuff for, to, to add to the roulette, but sometimes I try and really dig into the horror genre and the, the horror subgenres to try and find some weird 70s shit to like, hey, maybe this is a thing, you know? Yeah. And there's so precious few of those that Netflix seems to get. They just anymore specialize in newer stuff, it seems. So it is cool to, you know, but, to see, a, are there some hidden gems on there that, that we're not seeing? But sometimes that shit is on there. 
Crazy Mary, yeah. Dirty Larry, or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. That was one of those movies where I was watching it was like, oh my god, you have to see this shit. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yep. that was one that was probably have been sitting there in the, the deep, dark annals of Netflix that you can't find. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, and right now I'm, I'm looking here, and it, what's cool is, uh, I, immediately I just saw that, uh, the, the Forgotten is on Netflix, and I didn't, I'm not sure if I knew that that was on there. I really, really like The Forgotten from 2004. That's the, yeah, uh, Julianne Moore. Me too. Alien type thing. That's a great movie. And I didn't realize that that was on, uh, Netflix. What so. was the, there was one that I saw today where I was like, I didn't know that was on Netflix. It was, uh, oh shit, I can't remember now. Damn it. It was, what the hell was it? It's, it's something that I own on DVD, but I was like, oh, I had no idea that that was on there. They should be, oh, Cinema Paradiso. I don't own it on DVD. It's one I haven't seen, but it's one of those uh, checklist movies that we always talk about. Yeah. Everybody raves yeah. about that movie, and I've never got around to watching it. It's like, I had no idea that that was on Netflix. Add, because one, one day I'll and, see it. And it's one of those things where if you do have it on DVD, and if it's on Netflix, more than likely, if it's on Netflix, it's in HD. So it's going to probably look better than your DVD. Yeah. So. Nice. Add, oh, that's cool. Add and watch. Uh, okay. Yes. Anything you want to throw on the rabbit trail this week? Um, boy, I mean, everything that I would have to throw on the rabbit trail is going to be pretty much, it's going to fall under recently watched. Um, uh, it's all right. If you want to do an hour of recently watched, we can just do that. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to end up talking politics. So I'd say oh, let's get into yeah. <laughs> let's talk movies because that we're not going to do that. That would that would yeah. equate uh, twenty minutes of you and I ranting and raving and spitting and spittle all over the screen, and then I would cut it all out and post. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, damn it! I hate it when I'm in the lead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Recently Watched. What I wanted to start off with tonight on Recently Watched is a movie that you and I both watched, and I want to get it out there in the front, um, because I have so much shit on my list. I'm not going to get through it all, and I wanted us to discuss this. Okay. Star Trek Beyond. This is the oh, third of, yeah. the, of the reboot uh, Star Trek movies, and uh, <laughs> My theater-going experiences are, uh, you know, few and far between. As you know, you've seen many with me, and you know why. Oh, yeah. And yep. this one was no different. Even the people that I went with, I got invited to go my buddy, uh, my buddy Rick, uh, was going out for his birthday. Let's go on Sunday afternoon, we'll grab some wings, have a glass of beer, go watch Star Trek. It'll be fine. I said, you've never watched a movie with me. Even his wife said, you're going to go watch a movie with him. Because you know it's going to be bad. You know all his stories. It's not going to be good. And they were like, nope, I'm rejecting the Eric curse. It'll be all right. Listen, listen. Is this thing on? It was not all right. It did not go okay. <laughs> oh, And I've been wondering that because you had hinted at something, but you wouldn't divulge that information. So here we go. Wanted to save it for the show. So um, it actually, it wasn't too bad as far as things go. It, Okay, uh, my buddy John went as well, and he's my six foot four, uh, big teddy bear that is constantly, every time he watches the movie with me, is like, um, you got bail money for me, right? Cause I'm gonna murder everybody in this theater. Cause, uh, <laughs> and I'm always like, just don't, just don't, we'll go get the money back, it'll be fine. Anyway, uh, so we went to, 
the uh, boy, I don't even remember what brand they are anymore. In Maslin, is it, the, is it a Regal now? Is it Regal now? I think I think I think it is. Anyway, they replaced a bunch of their seats, and they're now full recliners. I mean, with the leg thing and everything, and they lay all the way back. Badass. That's pretty sweet. I gotta admit, even though I have not liked their company for many years, yeah, uh, yeah. Having the full reclining seats, that's pretty sweet. And for a Sunday matinee, it was 10 bucks. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, and you saw it in 3D, right? And that was 3D, yeah. Wow, so it would have been even less had it been in the standard 2D. One would presume. At any yeah. rate, though, they do assign seating, though. So when you get your seat, they, the, it pops up on the screen what seats are already taken, and you have to pick your seat. So we had the option of all sitting in different rows, all four of us or all sitting in the second row on the floor. I mean... Okay. So we opted to all sit on the second row. And I'll tell you what, not as bad as you would expect, because the seats reclined so far back that you were able to, like... It was kind of okay. Yeah. It was still not good, but it was okay. Yeah. So so we go to sit down. We sit in our assigned seats, 7 through 12 or whatever. And (laughs) there was a... Empty seat beside me, and then a couple in the next two seats over. That was already taken on the screen. I saw that on the screen. So when two people came in and sat there, I was like, oh, it must be them. A man and a woman. And then um, uh, some old people came in. I mean, like, really old. I think the guy had a veteran's hat on from, like, World War II. And the woman was like, I'm just gonna sit over here. The trailers were already playing when they came in. I was like, oh, my God. Let's, you know, you're, you're, well, yeah. You're the problem. Here you come. Anyway, uh, the veteran guy went to sit on the end of the aisle, and he said, do you guys, he asked the couple, do you guys have know where B4 and B5 are? And the man got up and was like, I don't know. I can't see anything on the seat. They have big wooden arms now with a big silver plate that says your seat number right there. And so I was trying to be helpful, and I was like, it's, it says right here, like, see, mine is seven, so yours is five right there. I don't know, I don't know, what the fuck, I don't know. Got started getting all mad, and then he stormed out of the theater so that he could look at his ticket to see where it said what his number, his seat number is, and then he came back in and said, it doesn't say, it doesn't say shit on there. Which is bullshit. Yes, it does. Yep. And then the veteran guy said, you know oh. what, it's alright, I'll sit on the end, I don't care, it's fine. And then the guy was like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. And the woman was trying to calm down this champion of men, obviously. Like, so yeah. she's been, th- every time they go to the theater, this asshole. This, this is in, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting behind, beside him. That's great. Um, so uh, then, like, John doesn't put up with any shit. God bless him. That's why I love seeing movies with John, because he's intimidating and will stand up and be like, shut up, sit down, whatever. Uh, so then we get through the trailers finally in the dark, and uh, he, the movie is starting, and you got your credits, and then this genius pulls out his phone to turn it down, so that he has his phone off and it's real bright and distracting and John has had enough and he goes, and he's three seats over, goes, put your phone away. I'm not kidding. For the next ten minutes I heard nothing but muttering from this guy. I'll kick your fucking ass. I'll kick your fucking ass too. I'm kick your ass. And the woman going, just calm down. Just calm down. It's okay. I'm like, Fuck that. I'm going to kick his fucking ass. And, fuck him. Oh, and I'm sitting there Lord. just sweating. Just like, oh God, I don't want to get in a fight. Because I don't get aggressive in theaters anymore. I just leave or I go to the manager and get my money back and I'm done. Because I hate this shit of you not policing the theaters. 
Um, yeah. That was it. There was nothing more. The movie went off pretty much without a hitch. We had a rousing good time watching the movie. Um, the 3D was fucking horseshit. There was nothing 3D <laughs> in this movie until the end credits. Uh, yep. There was maybe if we had been back a hair, but from the opening credits, I was like, we are fully immersed. There's no edge lines because you have to lay flat just to see half the screen. And then I have to do a full head turn left and right to see when people are talking to each other. It was that big. Yeah. But we didn't have any other options. So, okay. Uh, the, and still the 3d sucked when there was action going on or space battles or fist fights. No idea what was happening. We were way too close. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, I, I same here. So I had the same experience. Oh, you saw 3D. Where, where I, I did see the 3D version and uh, in the XD, and I'm like, "What? This is all this is doing is making the screen darker." It's meh, whatever. There was no 3D. So, I'm not kidding. Yeah. There was no 3D until the end credits. Then all of a sudden, it was like, "Whoa!" She, you know, that credit is flying right at my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but but that aside. The movie was fantastic. And if I tried to explain to you the climax of this film, uh, listener who hasn't seen the movie, you would laugh in my face and say, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard. But let me tell you, my theater went nuts. And it was awesome. And it worked in the context of the film. Yeah, me too. I I, I loved it. I saw it on Thursday night, the, uh, the, the day before or whatever, the... the the pre-screening or whatever, uh, there was like one or two shows the night before the, the official opening. And, uh, there was a nice amount of people in the, in the theater, but I, I had no problems with anybody in the theater. Everybody was a uh, well, very respectful of Star Trek, Star Trek fan. And I'm one of them. And so it was quiet and people clapped every now and then at cool parts. And at the end, we got a little bit of an ovation and that was the end of it. But yeah, the three, the whole way through, I'm like, why? After Ghostbusters, which the 3D ruled in that movie, I'm like, ah, oh, this is just this is a money grab. It's there's no reason for this to be in 3D because you barely made it in 3D. Now, well, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, there is, but I'll say this: there is plenty of reason for a Star Trek movie to be in 3D. You yes. could have made tons of shit flying out the screen. It could have been amazing. This was it had to be a post convert job, right? It yeah, had to. It be, had to have been because it was. Yeah. Even the space, uh, you were probably better seated than I. Were the space battles, were there 3D there? You had pro- there was a little, there was a little bit, but it, it was nothing that, it was nothing that I'm like, wow, that was, that was really immersive there. No, there was nothing like that. It was complete no. crap 2D to me. I, uh, yeah. Ah, whatever. And I was in like yeah. the second row of an IMAX for Avatar and it was 3D as hell. It was crazy yeah. 3D. This one? Yeah. Not at all. It just was like, oh, here's a flat thing and like, ooh, no. No, nothing, nothing. No. No. Again, when, when 3D is done poorly, all it does to me is make the image dull. It makes everything that you're seeing not quite bright enough. And that's, that's what I took from Star Trek Beyond. That's, one of my very few complaints, if it, that might be the only complaint that I have, I loved this movie. And I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against the movie because the, the action either. scenes I, uh, uh, were confusing as hell. But it, I was in the second row, dude. I, I'm not kidding. When they had two people on the screen, just having a conversation, I had to do a complete head turn to see the other person. I was that close, so I'm not going to hold yeah. the. 
shaky, nonsensical action scenes against it uh, until I see it at home, where I can be yeah. a, a decent distance from my 2D screen. But yeah, 3D, zero. You get a zero star for me, except for the end credits, yeah. where all of a sudden I'm flying through space, and it's amazing. I don't know why yeah, that yeah. was great, but... <laughs> but the, the movie itself, like, did, no, did it feel... I, to me, it did feel different than than the J.J. Abrams version. It's still very much in the same universe as the Abrams versions, but this one definitely had a little bit different feel to it. I didn't notice the lens flare as much, which I there was none. I like the yeah, I like the lens flare in the first two. That didn't bother me, but uh, this definitely you could tell there was a different director behind the camera on this one, um, just expounding on what was already created by Abrams. And but while making it his own and Justin Lin very much made this to me feel like, um, OK, we're we've we've got everything set up with the characters. Now we're going to do a, a Star Trek episode where here is a one off. Here's here's the bad guy. Here's what's going on. Here's our crew on a mission. And once that is done, then the end of the movie, it's not going to be a because this 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 and this happened in the first two that leads to. The villain from the original show, or... In, That's fine. Know, this, whatever, is, this is what I want. This is what I want. Just yeah. do... Go have an adventure and be done. I don't need you to... I don't need yeah. every... I don't need a four-picture story arc. Just... Go be yeah. a Star Trek and be done. And that's what this thing nails. It does it perfectly. Yeah. All along the way, it Agreed. was fun. It was entertaining. I'm so glad Simon Pegg helped write this thing. It was funny as hell. It could have made me cry. Yeah. It could have made me cry at several parts. Um, it didn't. I didn't really get teary eyed. But then again, I'm sitting so damn close. It was like it was shoved yeah. straight up my ass. Um, but yeah, I, I got teary eyed a couple parts, but I'm a, I'm such a Star Trek dork that I, I the, the music. I mean, as soon as the Paramount logo comes up and you hear the music start, I'm like, oh boy, here I'm I'm already getting all teary eyed. Like this is this is <laughs> this is me right here. This is Star Trek. It's another Star Trek movie in the theater, and it's after the first two. And I still I'm a big fan of Into Darkness. It's not as good as the 09 version, and it's certainly not as good as Beyond either, but I still like it. Uh, but the music, the score on these things is so good and so I- iconic, bringing back some of the old 60s-type things with some of the older Trek movies then, but making it its own. It just it has its own score that now belongs to these sets of movies, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and I... I- Came around on Into Darkness a bit. The first time I watched it, I was very disappointed. It was very well made, but it was sort of like, I've seen this before, and now you're just doing an alternate universe version where, oh, uh, Spock yells Khan instead yeah. of the other guy. Like, I, I hated yeah. that. It was like, oh, I still hate that. But the second time I watched it, it was like, okay, that's still a good movie, but for the love of God, can we please deviate? That's the whole reason that we did this parallel universe shit, so that we can deviate from the original. Yeah. And then it was like, let's immediately copy it 100% with just barely slight changes. Yeah, yeah here, I there is it. no... I did not like yeah, that, but here, this no was a complete... There's no searching for Spock in this. There's, yeah, yeah, this is its own thing. Thank God. Yeah. Do that. Yes. And please, people, go watch this movie, because I think it's supposed to do about 60, or yeah. I think the final number for the weekend was about 60, and that's not bad. That's okay. But uh, we need this thing to do more. Yes. I want more of this. Yes. And I, I really do feel like that copying of Wrath of Khan is the reason that this one has a little bit of a dip. I could see that. Yeah. I could because there was a lot of people that really hated that that aspect of this, and yeah. you're getting a brand new Star Trek adventure with this movie, and 
it's like it's like all of these characters now are, are now established. So we have Bones and Spock and Kirk. You know these these actors and how they play these characters, and now it's starting to feel like they are who like they are Spock, Kirk, and McCoy. It's not yeah. you know Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine and and Carl Urban. It's like they're they're the crew now, and it feels every like, member of the every member of the crew nailed it. Yeah, they did every single I, one of them. Had their, everybody had their gets moment. a chance to shine, and and everybody did it perfectly, and every joke landed. There wasn't a joke that didn't land. There wasn't an uh, a climax moment that didn't land. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it, from Public Enemy to the Beastie Boys, <laughs> I loved it all. It was fantastic, and they they if I again if I tried to explain to somebody who hadn't seen it, like no, you don't understand this one scene. They're playing Public Enemy, and the person blah 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 blah. blah yeah, I, I explained the scene. You would just. Even I, if somebody was telling me that, I would give them a cross-eyed look and be like, that, that sounds so dumb. There's no way that you could pull that off in a, in a Star Trek adventure. And times a thousand with the, the, I don't, I don't want to, how do I not spoil yeah. it? With the, uh, the space battle climax part in the third yeah. act. There's no way you could explain that to a person. They'd be like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, it, it, but you watch it and the way that they explain it and the way that they make it work was genius. Genius! Yeah. And it is a perfect callback to the first reboot, the 09 reboot, because of that song was yes. uh, important to him. It made, you know, that, that played into that. It was a good arc. And from all reports that I hear, Thor is coming back as his dad in the next film. They're already making the next yes. one. Or they're already planning it. And Thor is coming back as his dad, which means, please, be time travel. It's going to be time travel T- tying into last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to get another time travel episode of star Trek. It's about time. Yeah. I mean, they do this every fourth yeah. episode. That's let's do how it. How many, how many more treks do you think say these would all keep making money? I wonder how many more treks they have with this crew with, with Chris Pine, Zach Quino, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, John show. Like, I wonder how many of these are they're going to keep making with the original star Trek cast. Like, I I think at least they're good. They're good for at least another two or three. Yeah, I think so. Chris Pine. I mean, I, I hope he's great in Wonder Woman. I think he will be. I've enjoyed him in everything he's been in. I just think he's been in some crappy movies, you know, yeah. which is unfortunate. But I think he's a good actor. I think he's fine. But I, here is where he really shines. Oh, yeah. in Star Trek. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I I honestly I I can't imagine what another Star Trek movie would be without. Even this, um, this crew here, like, I, I'm not sure if there will ever be a next generation movie again, like with, with casting all new next gen people. Do, what do you think? Do you think that might happen? Oh, hell yeah. Go for it. I'd love to see it. That'd be great. I mean, all new da- data and Picard and Riker and. Uh, I mean, you can, you can do makeup to get data. He's back in action. You can get Picard back because he's been drinking, uh, Earl Grey. Gray Earl T, whatever yeah. the hell, for the last 500 years. That guy is, has not aged. He's a vampire. He's immortal. Yeah. <laughs> um, seriously, he looks the same now as he did in 1991. And I think he was 105 yes. then. <laughs> I still stand by, uh, uh, the, the, with the mindset of the next generation. I do think that that is the finest hour of Trek television was, was that television show. It was, but for being Trek's number one fan, I've still watched more Trek than you. Go watch Voyager. Ah, I know. <laughs> oh, here's another thing I wanted to bring up real quick. This is just a 
last little bit on Star Trek, because we've got to move on. We talked about this shit for like half an hour. Um, am I, uh, you and me are uh, uh, person number one and person number two that are fans of Enterprise. Everybody else on the planet hates it. Um, did you feel that their outfits were very reminiscent of the Enterprise uh, show? Oh my goodness, good call. I, I, you yeah. know what? I didn't think about that until you said something, but especially uh, Chris Pine, like when he was sitting in the captain's chair, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a different look for him, like a different outfit. Well, but yeah, that's when totally... When they got onto the planet surface, oh, they yeah. were, it was at the yellow on the shoulders and the blue. I was like, oh, Enterprise, uh, Enterprise show. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, and the ship, and I'm not trying not to spoil anything, but... No, don't say, don't even say the name. Okay, but um, yeah, I think there was another callback to the Enterprise on that movie. Uh, and you did catch the... Green Hen in Space or oh, something. Oh, I, I laughed my ass off. They're, I'm like, oh, yes, that's great. I mean, that's, but that was Next Gen, wasn't it? No, no, no. The, the, the Green Hand, that was the original. That was the original? Yep. Okay. Either way, it doesn't matter. I was like, hee, 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 oh, they said Green great. Hand in Space. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you're with me on... It seems like Simon Pegg's getting a lot of hate lately at, 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 from the online community. It seems like, no, he's... You know, Whatever. Really? From what? I, I didn't I, see Oh, that. just they're complaining about him and his thoughts on things and then... Eh. Oh, with the with the Sulu gay Yeah, thing? some of that's yeah, coming from... I don't care, man. If we're going to take an official stance on that, I don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. If somebody is... If they want to make Sulu Gate as a, a homage to George Takei, I, I kind of just don't care. And he's like, oh, Takei's like, you're messing with Roddenberry's vision. Yeah, maybe, but at the same time, there wasn't a gay character on that show because it wasn't okay then. He was pushing boundaries with the interracial kiss yeah. and everything, but he didn't go so far as to include a gay character, but he certainly would have if it had been yeah. acceptable at this time, and, and now it kind of is. And that's so. what makes the Star Trek universe so great, is that I consider Star Trek to be, like, Star Trek is how I perceive, how I would want my great-grandchildren uh, I want them to live in a universe like this to where there is acceptance and everybody is going for a goal, like working together. And it doesn't matter what sexual preference you have or what, what religion or what, all that stuff. It, it doesn't matter. We're, we're looking forward to build a better universe. And I don't want to get into all that. Stuff. I No, I, I agree. I, I totally do, but I can hear both sides, both sides of that argument of, of far as, uh, as far as messing with his original vision, yeah. and I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's like, ah, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Okay, this side feels this way, and that side feels that way, and I'm in the middle going, I don't give a shit. Yeah. As long as we build a wall around Mexico, I'm good. Yep. Okay, uh, moving on, no more politics. Yep. Let's <laughs> stop talking about Star Trek already, because, uh, my God, yeah. we have been talking about it forever. And that was a, an extremely sarcastic joke about Mexico. I love you. Yes. Um... Please talk about at least like two or three movies so that because no. <laughs> I have so much shit to get off my list. We've got uh, about 20 minutes until you turn to a pumpkin. OK, so, um, OK, so uh, go for okay. it, man. Um, Link some together. Find a vein between the, the few. OK, um, so I rewatched uh, last night. I found myself with a few hours to have to myself. And I'm like, you know what? What's something that would be good for a Sunday night? What would be something that I could really sink my teeth into and like, now this is, this is fun. So of course I popped in David Fincher seven again. Ooh. 
And but uh, that's been a while. I haven't heard you talk about that movie in some yeah, time. Yeah, and it's one that, it, while one of my favorite movies of all time, one of the, personally, one of the best movies ever made, in, in my opinion, um, it's not one that I can revisit often because of the oppressive nature of the movie. And it is very, very oppressive, especially for... It, Essentially, it's just a cop thriller. That's really all the thing is. Is just it's a cop thriller, but it's done in a way that it's and it's not just the subject matter itself. It's the way it was shot. Uh, it's always raining in this movie, and I'm, at this point, I mean, there's spoilers spo- until until the third act. Yeah, spoilers, yeah, until the third act. Uh, spoilers abound on this, but for 1995, watching this last night, I'm like, this movie could come out. Next weekend, and it, the beginning, there would have just been, you know, the time is 1995, and then the movie starts. This has not aged at all. It, it other than the lack of cell phones, um, the, the movie seriously could be made now. The score is still cutting edge. The subject matter is is so amazing. How this thing was written and the acting. I I sometimes I almost forget what a great actor. Brad Pitt is. Everybody knows Morgan Freeman is great, but Brad Pitt in this movie, uh, this might be my favorite Brad Pitt role ever. Of all time. Ever. He was so good in this. And this, to me, I can't think of one better cop thriller. There's a bunch out there, but this is probably my favorite cop thriller of all time. I wouldn't argue with the cop thriller part, but uh, I would give Fight Club the edge on Brad Pitt. Mm. Being a better, yeah. better role. It, that's a more uh, uh, subjective. That, that's a more um, challenging role yeah. than than because he's just basically playing the rookie cop to the veteran cop, and and I, not I, diminishing the the movie or his work at all. It's a brilliant, fantastic film. But I, I love that he wanted the city to be nameless. He left the city nameless. Yeah, Fincher did. He uh, what was his my favorite. My favorite tidbit about Seven, though, is that, uh, what's his name? Kevin Spacey did not want his name used. He only signed on to the film with the uh, exception that his name not be used in any of the promotional materials whatsoever. Isn't that great? Because if, because if you're watching the movie and you know Kevin Spacey's in this movie, you know that, oh, okay, so he's going to be... The killer, because where is Kevin or, Spacey? Or somebody, yeah. because we haven't seen Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Or he's going to be a twisty thing or whatever. And, I mean, you say that to David Fincher. David Fincher, are you kidding me? We're friends now. That's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. but uh, And that's genius. It, Rob Bottin, I'm not sure if you know this, but Rob Bottin, the, the uh, special effects in this movie, and Rob Bottin is, but he made the thing. He, he was the reason, one of the reasons why the thing is so good. And his ultra-realistic approach uh, works so well in this. Like, everything, like, none of the graphic violence or the gore in this movie, and it's not that gory, but... It, it all feels like stuff you want to turn away from and not look at at all, where it's not but, titillating even a little bit. It's all like, oh, dear God, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that guy, that dead man with his face buried in spaghetti. I don't want to see any of this stuff. But that's a good thing. That's a that's great thing. That's the way thing. that a cop procedural should be. Yeah. It, you should be horribly offended by that. I get so mad. And this touch, uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but give me a minute. I get so pissed off at people that uh, give me shit for watching horror movies, but then sit and watch every single episode of CSI. Or CSI, yeah. what is it, uh, Special Victims Unit. Yeah. 
that shit is ten times more horrifying and offensive than every Hellraiser movie that I watch, because it's every single episode is, oh, here's a kid who got raped by a pedophile. Let's find the pedophile. Half the time he gets off, half the time he uh, uh, gets convicted. Yeah. And, you know, like, my mom can watch that, but she gets pissed off at me for watching, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, what? what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, it's so weird that a slasher movie where, oh, some people got stabbed by uh, Jason with a machete. Okay, that's fine. You're going to watch 100 episodes of kids getting raped. Like, yes. that's fucked up, man. Yeah. I can't I can't watch any of the TV show cop procedural stuff. I, I hate it. The yeah. Law and Orders. Oh, yeah. That, I have no stuff. interest I, in this. But having, not, having said it's that. It's not no interest. It's I've been I have had been forced to watch some of this shit. And it pisses me off when the people are like, isn't that interesting? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're with me on seven though, as far as it being pretty much a a masterpiece. Oh, absolutely. Okay, one hundred percent. It's a, it's a masterpiece. It's it's genius. It's brilliant. Uh, the first time I watched it, I did a double header of that and The Crow. I rented both from uh, um, <laughs> Bob the and Video Connection. The, no, the cupboard. Oh, the cupboard. Okay, all right. That was. Uh, I'm gonna go walk up there, ride my bicycle up there, and see what's going on, and. People told me about Seven, and uh, people I worked with were like, Seven? You haven't seen that? Check that out. Or The Crow? You haven't seen that? Check that out. Uh, rented both, took them both home, watched them both, and then my buddy came over, and I was like, you need to see this. Watch them both again. <laughs> watched both of them twice in a night. Oh, wow. Ouch. And my first experience with Seven was opening weekend. <laughs> I uh, took a first date to that movie. Um, and last date? And that was the last date. There was a, not a whole lot of talking on the drive home after that movie. I, I remember this vividly. And the thing is, it wasn't just her. It was me. I was so shaken by that ending and so shaken by the movie in general. Because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting like, oh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and the guy that directed Alien 3 that no one likes but I do. Like, yeah. And then, oh, that was depressing. But somehow – Amazing, and I could not get this this movie out of my head for a week straight. I I could not get the movie out of my head. It disturbed me. I was kind of on the other end of it, where I was not so involved with knowing about it, and I had I was just I went into it completely blind. Never saw a trailer, never nothing. Just yeah, here you go, press play and see what happens. And was like, oh my god. And then I got to that third act, and I was like, well, this isn't going to happen because no movie has the balls to do this. So yeah, just predicting what's going to happen because I know cinema that this will never happen. Even this, what he's saying he wants to happen is not going to happen. And then it happened. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That, that happened. And I was like looking around the room, like, can you believe that? Oh, can, can you, Oh, it's not, <laughs> um, Oh, it's not real. I forgot for a yeah. minute. It was a movie. Cause I was so wrapped up in it. Yeah. But, Anyway, yeah. wow. And uh, it's not necessarily a scary movie, but it bothered me. When I say, like, for the next week, like, I was generally uncomfortable and, and just not – I don't want to – I don't want to bring up The Exorcist, but it, it – a similar feeling to where it just felt off. And I had – I was – while I love cinema, back then, there wasn't many movies like this that I had personally seen that, that went – to that extent towards the end where you're like, oh my lord, this is not a happy ending. This is the opposite of anything remotely happy. And even at, at the 
ripe young age of what, 19 or 20 years old, I was not ready for that in that movie. I had not seen a whole lot of movies like I have now, so I was not jaded, and it was just this, this, yeah, kick-ass cop thriller was not a kick-ass cop thriller. This was no, not at all. Heavy, depressing, a great movie, and it stands the test of time. Fantastic. I don't know that I find it uh, oppressive, though. Like, I can still watch it and be like, that's a masterpiece of cinema, and it doesn't really, bu- it's not like Schindler's List or something where I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to watch that for another decade. It's, it's, I, I think it's a great film. Yeah, I, I, the music, the score has a bit to do with that, too. That There's a constant, there's this constant, like, noise, this background, you should be uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. That's like the whole way through. There's this. No, that's that's the tagline of David Fincher's career. Yes. Yeah. Because Alien Three, it's in Alien Three. It's in actually, it's in pretty much all of his movies. Yeah. You should it's, be uncomfortable. Yes. Ugh. So anyway, it's a great movie. And now there was something with Brad Pitt getting the the shit kicked out of him that, or he actually broke his arm, right? Uh, yeah, when he slides down the fire escape when he's chasing after John Doe. Yes. Because they used illegal means to kind of find his apartment. And yes. then they get into a chase with him. He comes home from buying groceries and he slides down a fire escape. He runs and jumps up onto a car hood, slides sideways and falls on his arm. Broke his arm in that scene. And he was so dedicated to the role that he kept right on rolling and they bandaged him up and kept filming for the rest of the day. Even the rest of the day when you see him with the bloody nose and the bandaged arm, that's real. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, but that's uh, Brad Pitt. When yeah, when he found out Fincher got the rights to Fight Club, he went over to his house, climbed over his uh, security gate and went into his house to beg to get the job of Tyler Durden. And he was like, all right, fine. Shit. <laughs> and <laughs> and now the job. That is, uh, that is. Can you imagine anybody else in that role? No, that's, I, a, that's a fail. That's ten. That's worse than the the Joker. You like, can't even. Nobody else can be that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that probably almost goes for that's, that's another thing that David Fincher is so good at is casting his movies so well. Like, I can't see anybody else in Fight Club and Seven. Like the characters that are in that, I can't see any other individual playing those roles. But look at his other movies. Is it that he's so good at? Um, casting those movies, or is it that he's so good at getting the performance that he wants out of the people that it he casts? Be, it's yeah, fifty-fifty. Yeah, I still need to watch Benjamin Button. Still need to watch Damn that it. movie. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, I know. I, it's the only Fincher movie I have not seen. Right, anyway, that's on you. Okay, I know. Okay, <laughs> back to you. Oh, I guess we're just going to talk about like three movies tonight and spend a half an hour in <laughs> each one. <laughs> oh, but they're good movies. They really are. Uh, okay, I'm gonna... Let's see, I might talk about a couple here. We'll see how long it takes me. Uh, Shutter Island, I rewatched. Martin oh, wow. Scorsese. Blu-ray? Um, yes, Blu-ray. I, bu- I bought it years ago. A couple okay. years ago. Never got around to watching it because I was kind of disappointed with it in the theater. Uh, mostly because okay. of the first 15 minutes of the movie, I kind of predicted, okay, so this is probably what's happening. And it turns out that I was right. But here's the twist on it, especially upon rewatch. It's still a good movie, and the twist is a little bit given away in the first uh, ten minutes or whatever. But they still, uh, Scorsese still does a fantastic job of like making it a crazy thriller along the way. You still 
want to know what's going on in this island. You still feel for the characters, even though you suspect what is the twist. And then when they give you the twist, you're like, yeah, I got that. But then they add layers on top of it. It's a very oniony kind of film. There are many layers. And he, once again, Marty takes you for a ride along the way. And it, I give this movie a thumbs up, even though I, it's kind of a bummer that I can predict what's going to happen from the first 10 minutes. The ending is still kind of twisty. It's, it's yeah. good stuff. I, I like this movie. I'm going to give it a pass. I, I'm not going to rave about it or put it super high up in Scorsese's filmography, but it's, it's a good flick. Where, so would you put that like kind of mid, middle tier Scorsese? Middle lower. Middle okay. lower. Yeah. Really? Middle, yeah. even middle lower. Wow. It's still even middle lower. Scorsese That's is still, still top tier. A minus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would go like B minus on that one. Did you, uh, did you ever watch Mean Streets? Yes, and it was pretty forgettable for me. I, yeah. Some of, some of his early stuff, not, not so much. Yeah. Um, the one that you need to see, I don't think you've seen yet, is the Nicolas Cage ambulance movie. Oh, you know, I, that was Scorsese. That was Scorsese, and that's a damn good film. A I have never seen underrated, that movie. Very underrated Scorsese film. What is that movie called? Um, Riding the something, I don't know. Look it up. I'll, I'll give you another review here. Okay. Uh, but you look up Scorsese. Okay. That movie you need to see because that was a very good Scorsese film. I would I would put that ambulance movie above this one. Oh wow! It's an intense drama film. It's not happy. It's about as sad as no. leaving Las Vegas or some shit. But it's still a Scorsese directed uh, look at medical stuff. I don't. I, Ooh, there, it's bring bring out the dead. Bringing Out the Dead. It, it, a very good film. Very dark and disturbing, but very, very, very damn good film. Okay, uh, I'm not going to spend much time on this one. Uh, Mojin, The Lost Legend. This is one that I threw on the roulette uh, before, and the only reason, that's the only reason I'm talking about it tonight. Uh, a bunch of Tomb Raider treasure hunters go tomb raiding and treasure hunting. It's a Chinese <laughs> oh. martial arts kind of film. It, oh. It's No, no, it's a good film. It's, it's a fine film, but like most Asian films of the fantasy variety. It's a little too long and uh, just kind of, it's paint by numbers. You kind of know what to expect. Oh, that's the goofy guy who's going to overact and be goofy and we're going to spend too much time on him. And then they have this other character who comes in who's going to out goofy him. And you're like, oh good, he got shot. Oh, it's okay. It, it hit some jewelry he had in his pocket so he's fine so we don't we get to deal with yeah. him for the rest of the fucking movie um a, a serious edit job on the writing and the actual edit of the film itself would have made this a very good film but as it is now just uh snore I actually was watching it in order to review on the facebook page and i was like this isn't even worth talking about it's I was so disappointed. It's actually a good film. I'm not recommending to you. I'm just, yeah. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Okay. But, there you go. Here's a big fat old grade of C for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll never watch you again. That's it. Did you see that, that uh, monster hunter or monsters hunt? Oh, did it went, watch? it went right on the queue because of your review. Oh, I just, that's such a cool movie. Oh I just, man. I just, I just haven't got around to it. I, I'm very curious which version you uh, you have or which version is on Netflix because the version that I watched was the 
Chinese version. There's two different versions. There's the American version and Chinese version. The Chinese version is a bit longer and it's a bit more violent and a bit more uh, the the ending is a bit more not as feel good happy as the American version. Did you so watch not, both, did you watch both versions or did you just read about it? No, well, uh, an empl- being an employee of the nightlight, I was able to screen the movie, and so there was I had the option of which version I went to watch. But then, how did you know what the other version? Did, did you watch it twice? No, but well, I I read about it online, like what the differences well, that's were. What I, that's what I just oh, asked if you yeah. read. <laughs> and, and so I chose the. Uh, nah, 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 yeah, nah. obviously I got that. Yeah, okay, yeah. well I, okay. I don't know which version is on there, but I'll I will report back. Eventually, I'm going to get around to it. But uh, Mojin: The Lost Legend. I mean, if you're hard up for some Asian cinema, it's fine. But you, eh, not so yeah. much. <laughs> it, it had some good jokes and some good adventure and some good supernatural shit of zombies coming back to life and stabbing people and. Tomb Raidery type shit, but meh, meh, yeah. meh. Now, they are making Tomb Raider, right? They are, uh, and it's going to be good this time. Hmm. Like not just funny good, like actual good, supposedly. Actual good, yes, yeah. good, good. Because we're uh, revisiting the uh, Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders. I have not revisited the second one in a long time, but the first one, my wife and I watched maybe a year or so ago. Ugh, that didn't age good. Uh, it aged better than the second one. Trust oh, me. Oh, really? Oh, the second one's not better than the first one. The first one was the better one. Ooh, ouch. Because the humor was not... Oh, yeah. Whatever. The humor wasn't good in it, and... Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. Okay. Do, a, do a couple. Okay. I, I asked you to do a couple, and you did one in a half an hour. <laughs> so, okay. run me down like two or three, please. we got to get some of this shit checked off. I'm not moving through my list nearly fast enough. We're down to ten-minute time clock of uh, and then and it, Yeah, and then the computers blow up. We're done. No, you blow up. Yes. <laughs> no, I slowly melt, like yeah. uh, Temple of, or Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, Nazi guy. My face is... I yeah, and the glasses yeah melt into my uh, uh, scarecrows from 1988 from director William Wesley and I'm not sure if I've ever talked to you about this movie. There was one scarecrows movie that you told me I definitely need to watch. Was this one that you just discovered on Netflix like a couple of years ago? No, this is one that I have I have been watching this movie religiously since the VHS days back uh, it, back when I was probably 13 or 14 years old. Okay. So. Carry on. Okay, so. Um, Low-budget movie, $800,000 budget. Uh, there's a... There's this cargo plane, and there's a bunch of... Not a bunch of... Several uh, thieves on the plane. They hijack the plane. They have a bunch of money. And one of the... I mean, this is the setup for the movie. One of these thieves jumps out of the plane... With with a parachute and money in tow, and so they have to circle around, land the plane, and go after the guy that's stealing their already stolen money. Well, this all takes place in this really really big field with a little house on in the field in the middle of nowhere. And once the action gets going, they realize that they actually landed in a uh, in an area that is. Uh, how do I say this without giving too much away? There's scare, there's killer scarecrows uh, on this land, and it is really scary and really well made and really gory. Really, is it, 
This is on Netflix? No, no, it is, this is a Blu-ray purchase. Yeah. I've got the VHS, I've got the DVD, and <laughs> I've got the Blu-ray. This, I seriously, I have watched this movie so many times, and it's not perfect, but it's so watchable, and it's not, it's like an hour and 20 minutes long. They waste no time. Here's the setup. The plane lands. They start going after the guy that stole their money, and here comes these, the most demonic, crazy, creepy-looking scarecrows you will ever see. Nice. And something about it, the movie is just, ugh, it's creepy and like the gore. It's, it's, it's not often that someone gets knocked off, but when they do, it's like, oh, yuck. Okay. <laughs> but it is a really, really good little movie that just kind of slipped under the radar back in 1988. But I really like this movie and I cannot imagine, cannot imagine that you would not like this movie. Put it on the pile that I need to pick up because I yep. want to see it. That it's it's awesome. one that yep. Oh yeah, it's it's right up your alley. It's one of those turn out the lights, pour a drink, sit back and enjoy cool eighties horror. <laughs> so okay. anyway, cool. Um, next, okay. Night. Next up is uh, then we go to Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Part Two. Wait a minute, is that? The official that's title? That's the actually that's yeah, the official title of the movie. Michael Ironside stars in this yes. masterpiece of something. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not the Jamie Lee Curtis original. It doesn't matter. Is, Michael Ironside's in it. That means it's automatically good. Yeah, which is he? He's awesome in it, of course. <laughs> uh, th- this is a. Uh, uh, 1987 came out, and uh, this is one that I remember watching as a teenager and being like, this is the coolest thing ever. It's like there was a, it's this, it, it starts off in 1957 and really bitchy, mean high school girl is cheating on her boyfriend and it's prom night and, and she, uh, Bad things happen to her because she ditches her, her date. And so many, many years later, she comes back to life to exact revenge. Uh, she possesses this sweet, innocent girl and, uh, which happens to be Michael Ironside's, uh, Michael Ironside is the principal of the school now. He was the, the, uh, this is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just feels like a Why? really You're doing fine. This feels like a really difficult plot to explain. Yeah. Michael Ironside explain the plot. I don't give a okay. shit. Just be like, okay. is it a good movie or not? You're fine. Uh, okay, so is the movie good? Uh, there's a good movie in there, but there needs to be more gore and violence in this thing because it's like it's cool and but no, so no Jamie Lee Curtis. This isn't a continuation no. of the first no, one. It's a totally different was, thing. Yeah, the first one was straight up realistic slasher movie. The first one is one of my favorite slasher movies of all time. I love Prom Night. This is a fantasy horror. Um, heavy emphasis on fantasy. So, light on horror. It, it It's not that gory, so if you're in the mood for something gory, this is not it. But the whole coming back from the dead kind of thing and how it kind of happens is kind of cool. But the whole way through, I'm like, oh, I want some more gory kills, and then this thing would be awesome. Wait, this, the same killer, though. No, this is... This well, has who's n- coming back from the dead? Oh, uh, the, uh, Mary Lou. But she has, as far as, she has nothing to do with the first movie. Like, the first prom night is its own entity. Does that make sense? 
Nope, you're right. This is confusing. Let's move on. Yes, exactly. See? Because <laughs> okay, I need so, to see Prom Night. I haven't seen so the first Prom, Prom Night. Night so. Prom Night 1 is its own. That's a. I don't know so who Mary Lou is. So it, Okay, I, Ma- Mary Lou is the girl that dies in the beginning. The final of, girl. Yeah, she's she's the girl that dies in the beginning of this, of, of uh, the movie from 1956. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is a fantastic oh, disaster. It's wow. all right. Look, it's we'll, we'll just... come back and touch on this when I've watched Prom Night, because you've been barking up this tree forever, yes. and I just haven't got around to it, so I'm... In the next couple yes. episodes, I'll try and really hard to get around to prom night. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I'll have some context for what's going on with uh, Hello, Mar- Mary Lou. Prom um, night two, yes. And then there is uh, prom night three called The Last Kiss, which is a continuation of part two. And then prom night four. Are which... you going to try and explain the plots of these movies, too? Because I'm so confused. Oh, I know you are. Um, and I, I feel like every <laughs> listener out there is, too. They're like, what? Dude, it's just, it's a prom night movie, prom and you're night. making it that, difficult. It's slasher. <laughs> yes. And somebody's prom going to a prom, and somebody's killing them. The yes, end. and Prom Night 4, uh, I might still have that on Laserdisc. Uh, it's called Deliver Us From Evil, and it's about a killer priest. Um, so that's something that happens. And Go on. Michael Ironside's grandchild no, is in that? No, like, no, no. They didn't get A-list actors like Michael Ironside for Prom Night 4. They, uh... <laughs> Uh, in, in part four, they have Nicole DeBore or Joy Tanner is in it. So, um, and of course, Brock Simpson. Brock Simpson is also in part four. Back to you. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Ooh, huh? What? Who? Yes. Tanner, yes. Brock, what? Okay. Oh. Um, anything else for prom night two? Because I'm not counting the other ones. Yeah, I, it's... you're good. And I'll get caught up. I'm sorry. I'll get caught up, and then we can have an actual discussion about that. Yeah, I, I really want you to at least at some point watch Prom Night, the first one, because it is such a great movie. I totally will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got one more, and then I'm done. Okay, I've got one more too. And I only feel the need to bring this up because I teased it in the intro. Ha ha ha! This was the callback that I was designating mm. with the outer room. Whatever. Uh, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. I watched this movie again. And I know that uh, our audience is probably tired of hearing me talk about it as much as they are here uh, tired of hearing you talk about <laughs> the Evil Dead remake that you yeah. reviewed about eight times in a year. Um, oh, I'm still yeah. watching this because I, every once in a while, you know, a couple months go by and it's like, shit, it's a Star Wars movie that I'm most unfamiliar with because I haven't yeah. watched it. 11 billion times like I have every other Star Wars movie. Um, this round, I, I again, enjoyed it. I still kind of have some reservations about a few things. Uh, I still feel kind of weird about a few things. Um, not going to spend a lot of time on this because, you know, I've, I've talked it to death already, but I just wanted to give my thoughts on this round of the watch. And this uh-huh. is, what, about four, I think, three or four. This time, I kind of felt like it's still kind of dark for a Star Wars movie. That's saying something. Uh, I almost feel like it isn't right to judge this movie until I get the sequel. Because I want to see where this arc is going. It kind of feels like the first act of a three-arc, yeah, uh, three-act three thing that I'm only getting the first part of. Yeah, because there are a lot of questions to be answered in it. Um, the younger cast is still more interesting than the older cast. Yeah, uh, I agree. What else? I I enjoyed it more than my last watch. 
that's that's the best I'm going to come away with that. So where would you put this in the uh, in the category of? I really can't place it. I, I really, I, I'm, it's in this middling gray area right now because I want to see where it's going. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, episode three. Okay, if you just got episode three, you'd be like, "All right, cool," but you need to endure one and two. I'm not comparing it to that. I'm not saying it's that horrible or something. Yeah, I this no, movie I got gotcha. you. A thumbs gotcha. up, but it's I got to see where it's going. Yeah, you know, if the next episode is. Uh, it's all about Luke, and that's great, and then we're going to kill Leia. And then at the end, Luke will be like, damn, that sucks. And then we have to go find Jar Jar to find out what's going on next, or some shit like that. I'm going to be like, this, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that that makes sense. I I wonder if, like, the second one um, is... What do you think? Do you think the second one's going to be darker and heavier than the first one? Because you just said that the first one is kind of dark. By first, I mean, you know... I mean... It, no, I know what you mean. It's dark in that about the same time BVS came out and everybody's talking about how dark it is and how mopey and emo and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but then you got this Star Wars movie over here that everybody's saying is all bright and cheerful. And I'm like, they just destroyed like seven planets of billions of people. And I'm yeah. not even getting into the spoilery aspect of son and father that happens. That's fucking a dark yeah, like, and it opens with the massacre of a small village, and then there's the flashback of Kylo Ren killing a whole bunch of Padawans. I glad they kill a hell of a lot of people. It's dark as shit, yeah. really dark. Yeah. But uh, but to really judge this film on its own, it's kind of tough because you don't know everything that's going on. You don't know what's going on with Snope. You don't know yeah. what's going on with Kylo Ren to a degree. Uh, you don't know the backstory there. Like, there's a whole lot of aspects that are just vague, and that's okay. I'm not, like, dogging it, but it makes it a little hard to uh, judge the film. Um, yeah. So, I'll, I'll just stick to the positives. Look, the, all the new cast is fantastic. Daisy Ridley is amazing, and uh, uh, Finn uh, Boyega, amazing, yeah. fantastic. Oscar Isaac, amazing, fantastic. It it really is the the biggest downer part, parts of this are the old cast. I mean, Harrison Ford is fine. Um, Carrie Fisher is unfortunate. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm gonna brag up Luke Skywalker, who was in it for thirty seconds and had no lines. I mean, he was great for thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, I would love to see where the story is going. Can't wait. Looking forward yeah. to it. I'm all about it, but. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're as excited as I am for Rogue One. Dude, this is the the greatest time for me to be alive ever. Because no, it's, it's it's amazing. Every I, year, a Star Wars movie. I grew yeah. up in an era where I was taking comic books to school and getting beat up about it. I was, I was a dork. I was a nerd. I had a comic book that I hid inside of math books that I could flip through and read. <laughs> I would get beat up for that shit. I was reading Star Wars novels, which are now decanonized. I was the dork doing that. Like, oh, this yeah. is amazing. This is what happened after Return of the Jedi. Can't you believe it? Oh, this is, oh you're a dork. Get beat up. Yeah. And now it's cool to do all that shit. Well, fuck you. Because yeah. now I'm getting a Star Wars movie every year. I'm getting Marvel movies every year. I'm getting DC movies every year. Y'all can eat a bag of dicks, because yep. this is, like, my time to live. I don't even care yep. about all the people hating on the new Justice League trailer, the new Wonder Woman shit that everybody's like, Ugh. 
Y'all it looks can great. Go looks, to hell. I'm yeah. living in my fantasy land. I'm yeah. not entirely sure that I did not die about five years ago, and I'm in heaven. Because <laughs> I got new Star Wars every year and new comic books every year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids puke all over the place, and you're like, no, 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 I'm still alive. This oh, is still, yeah, yeah, still alive, still, still alive, still dealing with reality. Yeah, that kid yep. just shit. I changed yep. his diaper. Shit again. That's great. Yep. Only yep. trying to get yep. out the door. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And by the way, that new Justice League trailer, wow. That, I'm like, this is so great. I loved it, obviously. You know, people listen to the show know, okay, you're friendly to DC. Yes, I kind of am. But on the other hand, come on, they're stepping their game up. And I get so mad because... Uh, it seems like they just so quickly forget that Marvel had its missteps in the beginning. I mean, the first, um, canon for the, the new Marvel movies was The Incredible Hulk. The, everybody shat on that movie when it came everybody. out. Everybody. Everybody. And yet, that is now part of their new canon. They, they just brought, uh, General Ross was just in the uh, Civil War. Okay, his intro was in that Incredible Hulk movie that everybody loved to shit on. Ah, it's not fair. It's just not fair that they DC doesn't get the same uh, breaks that Marvel does. Nah, but, and yeah, they do it. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about it because <laughs> I, I'm getting these movies and I'm happy about it. And the, the don't feed the trolls. Don't yeah. feed the trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the uh, which trailer did you like better? Uh, did you like the Justice League Justice League trailer or Wonder Woman trailer better? Um. They were both fantastic. I, I leaned a little more Justice League, but I'm a dude. Uh, the, uh, that's just being completely honest. I, I, I want to see a bunch of dudes get together and fight. You know, I want to see more heroes uh, in a movie. The Wonder Woman trailer was fantastic. And let me remind everybody who wants to claim that Marvel holds the key to feminism. Here is your first uh, woman hero solo movie. Yeah, from yeah. DC. Not and Marvel. It look, and it looks awesome. Yes, it does. It looks and fantastic. That bit, that bit where she slides across her shield and, and kicks a guy across. Oh my god, that yeah. was so amazing! And 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 that sh her lasso lights up when she's using it. Genius, brilliant. Yeah. Looks yeah. now. Do you think that that's going to play in? Like on one of our roulettes, you had me watch the Wonder Woman DC animated movie, which I thought was okay. Uh, is it going to be that storyline? Like, is Chris Pine playing that character? Chris Pine is playing that character, but it's in a different setting. That that character was not designed for World War One, and that's okay. where this movie is set is in, in WW One. So I'm I'm not entirely sure how that's going to play out. I hmm. really hope that his character at the end of the Wonder Woman movie stays on Themyscira. And somehow, okay. like, is okay and comes into the um, current 2016 is still alive. Like, okay. that, that would be great. And it's still a fighter pilot. That would be awesome. Um, I'll be disappointed if he's not, but uh, I'll move on. It's just, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I could not believe when you, you texted me, you were like, whatever you said, you are like, holy fucking shit. The new... Justice League and Wonder Woman trailers are out. I'm like, what? I did not expect a Justice League trailer, but oh my god, was it good. I, yeah. it's, it's so good. And Warner Brothers, please, for the love of God, don't give away the entire movie in the trailer. You did that in BVS. 
Every yeah. damn thing was in the trailer. Please don't do that. Hell, I don't care if you don't release another trailer. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, just show that again and yeah. again and again. Maybe with <laughs> maybe a second or two more here and there. Maybe do and then that's with it. Justice League or not Justice League. Do what you're doing with a uh, uh, Suicide Squad, where you're like new trailer, and then you watch it, and there's literally three frames of something new and yeah. nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't wait for. I can't wait for that movie. And that's obviously, that's going to tie in with these movies too, right? I mean, that's, yep, that's all the same universe. Ten days. Ooh, I can't wait. That Justice League, um, I, I was not, I was not squad, prepared. Yeah. yeah. And, okay, oh, 11.31, anyway. time to wrap up. Okay. Oh, I'm, my head's melting and my, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, um, uh, do you want to do a tease or do you just want to quit? No, no, no. I want to do a tease. I okay, go ahead. Cover a couple of things. So, uh, on next episode, now this would be prime soft underbelly material, but I, I have to probably give a short review of it on our next show. I'm going to watch. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, that's good. That's going to be something fascinating. Just so I get the title right, because it's a long time. There it is. <clears throat> so I just purchased on Blu-ray. It, it hasn't got to me yet. So keyword here is purchased and Blu-ray. I just purchased the Blu-ray of Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama from Full Moon from Full Moon Entertainment. And that that should be heading my way here soon. So stay tuned, guys and gals. Edge of my seat. Yep. Um, it does star. Uh, uh, Le- no Le- one. No one. Yeah. There, there are no stars <laughs> in that film. But the uh, plot. Just so you know, here's the plot though. A part of a sorority ritual, as part of a sorority ritual, the pledges and their male companions steal a trophy from a bowling alley. Unbeknownst to them, it contains a devilish uh, gnome who steal who makes their lives a living hell. Well, what else yeah. do they do? Yeah. So, so bowling <laughs> and slime ball bowlerama, and I no no, he's a gnome. Wait for this. I can't wait. <laughs> what year? I need a year on that. 1988. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Jackpot. Yep. So anyway, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you're going and, with. Well, and, and Jason Bourne comes out. So it's like sl- slime ball, bowlerama, Jason Bourne. There you go. Perfect combo. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, for me, I have, I have plenty more reviews here that I would like to share, but we've run out of time. Uh, I rewatched Man of Steel in anticipation of the BVS Ultimate Cut, which I got in the mail finally. But I wanted to be very uh, emotionally tied in with the ending of Man of Steel before I dive into that. Okay, um, gotcha. I will save that review for the after I finish BVS Ultimate Cut. Voltron's coming up. Aguirre of the Wrath of God is a checklist film for every cinephile. You can see my review on the Facebook page. And Black Mass, I've got about 20 minutes left. And I gotta say, man, do you know how I feel about this film? I stay tuned for next episode. Um, Ooh. As always, nice. you can get a hold of us at Movie Freaks Pod. That's your keyword. Movie Freaks Pod at Yahoo.com for mail, Facebook.com. Uh, at the Twitter, at the Twitter Movie Freaks Pod, iTunes, Feedburner, Stitcher, Deezer, we're all over the place. Please visit our friends Cinema Soft Underbelly and Cinema Sidekicks. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. We'll see you next time. Bye.
Thanks for listening.